Hey everyone, we're so glad you're here. I'm Elisa Monjadas. I'm a marketing leader and executive coach. I'm Courtney Copeland, and I'm an accountability and wellness coach. And I'm Dr. Mirari Simeon, an activator of talent, HR executive, author, and working mom. If you're anything like the successful multicultural women we interview on the What Rules podcast, you've learned that you can't do it alone. And we teach women like yourself to outsmart the game to get ahead in your career. We're really talking about those rules that we grew up with as women and expectations that have been placed on us. Our mission is to change the face of leadership at What Rules podcast. As you listen to our talented guests, take note and take action. Go ahead. Go and break those rules. When I was in college, I took the Clifton Strengths Finder and it completely changed my life. And so when I was reading Viviana's blog, The Heffa Life, I saw that she took it. And I kind of want to know, like, Courtney and Dr. Madati, have you guys taken that test or any strengths test? Like, what's your experience with it all? I did take that test. I even remember giving a workshop about it. And now for the life of me, I can't remember what they said about me, but I know my strengths now. (laughs) What were they? Do you remember like your top five? No, no, I don't. Seriously, it must have been like 20 years ago. I can't remember 15 years ago that I did it. I was trying to search in my database to say, okay, I know I did a workshop and I know I put what I have on there. Like I remember one of them being an educator, which is interesting. And to me, that has translated into really inspiring and helping people transform their lives because I'm educating them on what I've learned. So anything that I learn, I love to give back. I love to educate. So I do remember that one. And I remember saying, educator, I'm not a teacher. That's, <laughs> I am so far from that. But I didn't realize the translation of what that actually means. Once I learn something, I can educate and kind of pay it forward, which ultimately I really believe that's what educators do. They pay forward what they learn and what they know so that the rest of the world can grow and contribute to being their best self. Is Inspire one of them? Because I feel like I can ask you any question and you can turn it into like a piece of inspiration. I agree with that. (laughs) I'm sure it was. I will find it. I will find it and I will bring it back. (laughs) Viviana, what about you? So I actually took it about 15 years ago as well, but I've taken it a few (laughs) times throughout my career. And I just recently took it maybe a year ago. And my top five strengths are intellection, input, learner, positivity, and activator. Oh, I love that. We share two. Can I just take yours? (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Mine are, let's see, they've switched too. Like I took this in college, changed my life. Like Mm -hmm. everything I have done since I took it, I look at job opportunities. What are my strengths? Is this using my strength? I look at projects, side projects, everything through this lens. But um, they're maximizer, positivity, activator, communication, and woo. Yeah. I think I was a woo about five years ago. (laughs) My woo went down. My activator, once I like got into the corporate world, my activator like went up and my woo went down. I guess, you know, I couldn't like win people over as easily how to like get things done. What about you, Courtney? I don't remember if, if it was the Clifton strengths test, but I did take a strengths test sometime in the past year And my top five, um, strategist, 
coach timekeeper, which was shocking. Um, <laughs> and let's see, what were the other two? I think. Was this from me? Uh, because those sound like the high five strengths test. And that's the one yes. I love giving to people for free. So yes, it was the high five strengths test. And it was timekeeper, strategist, coach, optimist. And I cannot remember the last one. Those are great. I want those too. <laughs> let's just take each other's and just pass them around. Well, I mean, literally in this group, we like have a lot to offer people. Now that we've had ourselves on the back. We do. We do. <laughs> and I love to learn. Love, love to learn. So I'm like, I will take anything you all provide. <laughs> I give high five to anyone who interns with me or employees because it's free. It's really fast. But the Clifton Strengths Finder, I've given to my whole family and once my mom saw that she was a learner, she's a teacher by trade, but once she saw that part of her gift is learning, she like went crazy with YouTube. She was like, I'm a learner. So she gets out her notepad and she learns about the brain. She loves Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's like all about the brain and she takes notes. And then she goes and teaches all of her friends. It wasn't a surprise that she's a teacher that she likes to learn, but having that tool and that like affirmation and something that she already had, let her go free. It gives you so much confidence. That's awesome. Right? Once you know what your strengths are, because you kind of already know, but when you get that affirmation, that validation, then you're right. You just run with it. I want to welcome all of our listeners back <laughs> to the What Rules podcast. Our goal is to equip multicultural women in the workplace by helping them break the rules either that society has put on them or that they've put on themselves. One of the things that we've seen in this podcast is that if the world isn't set up for you, you can go around it and you can make it work. And that's what we're talking about today. I'm so excited to introduce you to our special guest who has really owned her career and her journey, Viviana. Hi, everyone. I'm Viviana Maldonado. I'm a multi-passionate, family-oriented woman who enjoys making connections with others and really loves injecting positivity into others' lives. I'm also the founder of the Hefa Life blog, and professionally, I am a senior manager of operations at a small startup. We are so excited to have you. And, you know, I met you online on Instagram during the pandemic, and I saw that you were equipping women on the Hefa life, which I love. And I'm curious for you, Viviana, what has been your biggest Hefa move? Well, that's a great question. I think my biggest Hefa move was moving to Los Angeles from Nebraska about eight years ago. That was definitely a challenge, but I'm so happy that I made it. And I did move with a company, but it really wasn't even the professional move that was so impactful. It was just the move itself, right? Of leaving my home state without anyone coming to Los Angeles without knowing anyone by myself. It has been the most rewarding experience of my life. 
for those who might not know what hefa means, it means boss. So it's like the equivalent of like boss, boss babe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or leader. It could mean leader as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does have a lot of meanings, but I think you're right. The equivalent is boss. What does it mean to you? For me, when I think of hefa, I think of the the um, the phrase titles come and go, but a hefa mindset stays forever. You know, just living a life where you're leading change and you're leading by example. Yeah, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> One of the themes that we have found on the What Rules podcast has been that multicultural women are really excellent at turning their adversity into strength. And I know, Viviana, for you living in a small town in Nebraska and then moving out to California, what are some of the adversities that you face even before that that have informed who you are today? That's a loaded question. I know. (laughs) How much time do we have? (laughs) So one of the adversities was when my father passed away when I was 21 years old, when I was in college, first-generation college student, living on my own, and I just had to live with the realization that I only had one parent left, right? And that was just such a hard thing. And also knowing that I left home, right? I had left home about a few hours away to go to school because there wasn't a university in my small town. And having that guilt of leaving my family, leaving my younger sisters. And I think that was such an impactful experience in my life. And it really has made me who I am today. I cannot even imagine what it is to lose a parent and then feel that guilt, right, of leaving your your family. And one of the things that we continue to hear, right, from women is that we are always worried about others, right? And it's really hard for us to make those big, bold moves so that we could better ourselves. What do you think made you make that switch that sometimes is so hard for many women to find or to say, this is it, I have to make this switch and I'm doing this for me so that I could be better for the rest of the family? I can't really pinpoint it, but I just remember growing up in that small town and knowing that I did not belong there. It was a great place to grow up in. I go back often. I think it's an amazing community for my family who still live there, but it wasn't for me. So it was just that intense drive that I had that I needed something more. And I knew what I was leaving behind. And I knew the repercussions. I knew the consequences. I knew that my father was ill and I still left. But I had to do it for myself, and I have no regrets. Absolutely none. That must have been so hard. Like, I can't even imagine being in that position because you were grieving yourself and then putting yourself first in that process. Was your family upset, or were there any repercussions on, like, a relational level that you faced? They didn't understand. And in a way, they still don't. My youngest sister was seven years old when this happened. And sometimes when she'll get angry, she'll still she'll still throw it up my, in my face. She'll still say, well, you abandoned me when I was seven years old. And I was going to college, right? It's the natural thing to do. So I do think that there are still some resentment. But deep down, they know that it was the best thing. They really do. So they may may have comments. They may say comments. They may 
joke about it, but deep down, they know that it was the best thing for me. When you look back, because it does sound right, hey, I know I was meant for more. I knew I needed to to leave. There was a fire burning inside of you. Can you articulate what that was? Because I know a lot of the times we take decisions and we make decisions, we're like, I'm just going for it. But it sounds to me like that fire that you had in you is what drove you. But if you could put that into words today, what would you say? That's really interesting to think about because now I live in Los Angeles and one of the things that I value about this place is the diversity. And even though there was some diversity, not a lot in my hometown, I think that's what it was, that I wanted more. I wanted to be around people who spoke different languages. I wanted to be around people with different experiences and different backgrounds. And uh, that is really exactly what it was. And I was not able to articulate that back then. But now that I am here in Los Angeles, which was also not part of the plan, it ended up falling on my lap, so to speak. And now everything makes sense. It's almost as if I'm having a full circle moment. If we're talking about turning your adversity into your strength, it seems to me like the fire that you had before is still the fire that you have now. You're seeing the results, right? Like you were like, I know I meant for this. I'm here. You feel it now. Like it's almost like you've made it in a sense, right? Like we were never fully made it, but you made it to that level that you were trying to do. So now thinking about your strengths and what you offer, like what... What are those strengths that you're like, I know, I just went through it. I know I have that. And that's what I'm bringing with me to the next thing. I think one of my biggest strengths that really has helped me get to where I am is building relationships and building strong connections with others. Even though I always say, you know, I'm a single woman, I moved to LA by myself. There are a lot of people that help me get to where I'm at a lot of supporters, a lot of people who have uh, guided me through various situations and people that have connected me with jobs, with uh, experiences, etc. So that is one of my biggest strengths is being able to connect with anyone and everyone. It sounds as like also as not being afraid, right? Obviously you left, so you were not afraid. Or maybe you were, you just still kept going. But you're going to find the resource. You're going to figure it out. And that's, it's just a beautiful strength to have. Because that again, that goes back to a lot of the things that we hear from women, right? Is I was afraid to ask for what I needed, or I was too afraid to take that action. And it took him a while. And it sounds like you just said, I'm going forward and I'm going to figure it out along the way. I'm going to create what I need to create in order for me to live in a world where I feel happier, where I can enjoy where I am and where it all makes sense. I mean, I applaud you for that because now you're in a place where where you are enjoying it. And I'm glad you brought up the topic of fear because I was fearful. I am someone who is a little bit fearful of just a variety of things. And uh, that is really what has driven me. It's really, I had no choice. I had no choice but to act. Mm. And that brings me to the other strength of mine, of activator, taking action. So I think it's really interesting how it all ties back to those strengths. So the fear part really resonates because that's something I've recently had to overcome a ton And it really, when you said like, I had no other choice, like you really don't. It's either you live in fear or you leap. You can leap and be nervous, but 
if you let fear paralyze you, you really can't do anything. And so I really feel like as you're in life, any of us, as we're navigating adversity, you almost just have to like turn your back to fear and you don't have to have all the answers. And that's what I love listening to your story, Viviana. You're like, I didn't have all the answers. I had no idea (laughs) what I was doing, but you let your fire and your faith really lead you. For me, that, that resonates today because sometimes, you know, like God can give you a vision and you don't have every single step that's ordered, but if you keep following in that direction and just keep going and keep putting fear behind you, for me, it's allowed me to break through so many walls that I didn't even know I could break through. You got to move past fear, but the reality is that fear is always there and you got to be able to to manage it. And it could be like, hey, just step aside, I'm going through, or I am going to take one step at a time. Did you have an end in mind or did you even have a vision that helped you continue to move forward in the fear? So for me, I wanted to get out, out of the situation I was in. I wanted to create a world that I wanted to see. And I always say this, I, there's no doctors in the family. I'm going to create that world. I'm going to find one, right? If there's nobody has moved, I'm going to make that move. That's one of my strengths. It's creating what I want to see in this world, creating those paths that were not there for me when I was younger. So despite fear, I move forward. So my question for you is, do you have that now? Do you have like an enemy or an idea, maybe a vision or imagination of what that looks like? Uh, especially since I see you're already paying forward all your learnings and all your wisdom. My vision has always been to share my experiences, whether it's professional experience, personal experience, adversity, and I've done it in a variety of ways. So I really think even though I didn't have an end goal or a specific vision, it really goes back to sharing what I've learned and knowing that somebody could benefit because I benefit from others as well. And going back to that strength of connecting with people, I just, I'm a strong believer that we can all learn from one another. We all have something to contribute. We all have something to learn. I've encountered a lot of women that I've coached who look at their situations from a victim mentality and they want all the yes. excuses are not have nothing to do with them. That's like their family, the way they were raised, this and that and that. You could go on and on. We could you know, have a whole podcast about that. But when they're in that mentality, I don't know if it's something that you're born with or something you learn how to get out of, but how is it that you're not like that at all? (laughs) That's such a great question because I know people like that, maybe even in my family, and I am not like that. (laughs) I've never been like that. And I think that's why I am the black sheep of the family who left, who is able to have that vision, who is able to stay so positive despite all of the adversity that we've been through. And I have no idea why that is. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but that's a great question. 
one of your strengths is positivity and that's being able to see the bright side no matter what in any type of situation it's not from a strengths finder assessment perspective it's not about being happy it's about being able to take a situation and reframe it and not everyone is naturally good at reframing their situations wherever they're at And so you naturally have an ability to see something. Maybe Miradi or Courtney or I see the same thing and we're discouraged. You have the ability to completely change your mindset when you're looking at a situation. And with your activator, I want to call out your strengths because I really think it's important for women to know what they're strong in and have the language around it. So for you, what we've heard is you have the ability to reframe a situation And you also have the ability to move forward no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. I had never thought about it that way. When you said reframing the situation, that's exactly what it is. I had never thought about it that way. Actually, to some of the principles that we talk about, it's creating what you want to see, right? (laughs) There may be obstacles in the way, but you will continue to move forward to make that happen. And I think that's where... I'm very optimistic and I'm very positive, probably to a fault. People are just like, you just think everything can get done. But and you I do. do get it done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do get it done. I'm like, why? But I do, um, I agree with you. And I think we probably all know somebody that has that victim mentality and that doesn't want to take the coaching or the support to even make that switch. So for me, there came a time when I was stuck in a victim mentality from a relationship perspective. And, you know, some people I've seen it through work, right? They stay in in a work environment through a uh, victim mentality. For me, obviously, and everybody knows that's a fan of our podcast, it's my faith, right? To me, I see everything as an opportunity of growth. I see it as an opportunity that if there's a way to get it done, I'm going to find it. And if it doesn't work out, then I learn from the learning. But to me, I feel that that has been something that has driven me to do it is I can do this and I know that I can do everything through through Christ that gives me strength. But at the end of the day is I still have to take action, right? Because you can have faith and take no action and it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I think the two of those come together, at least for me and why I feel that I'm positive and I could do anything and I, and I do. And that's part of having a choice, <laughs> right? And that's part of being a hefe as well is choosing how you wanna see the world choosing to be positive, right? We've all gone through adversity, but then it's up to you to decide how you want to react and how you want to handle those tough situations. Absolutely. Do you have a formula, um, Courtney? Um, Because it sounds like one of your strengths is optimistic. (laughs) A formula for optimism? Well, what do you think that strength comes from? Definitely my faith because I, there are so many things that I find myself capable of. And I'm like, I know that didn't come from me. (laughs) There's just no shot. There's not a chance. Um, And I've been feeling that a lot lately. And I think, I mean, if you're thinking like formula, like truly, what does that look like on a day-to-day? Being really intentional with my mornings and my nights. I'm really mindful that my mind is most malleable the first 30 minutes to 60 minutes of the day and before I go to bed. And so I really focus on stillness during that time because, you know, I want to hear, I want to hear positivity. I want to hear prayers. I want to hear God's voice the first thing when I wake up and the last thing I hear before I go to bed. So with 
without that, I think my mind would go a little crazy. I've been so bad at this this week. I I try to do the same thing, but for some reason this week, I, I think I've been like wanting to sleep a little bit more. And so the first thing that enters into my brain is like emails. And it's not just work emails, it's junk emails. Like I check my junk email account that does literally does not matter or have any effect on my life. And I'm doing it and I know I shouldn't and I know it's not good. And like literally every day this week, this, today's day five of not doing it. But it's important. I'm glad we bring that up because it's important to feed yeah. those things that inspire positivity in your life. Mm-hmm. Because it's very easy to feed those fears, right? If And it also goes to the people that you're around, right? Confidence is impacted by the people you're around. And if you're around people that are like, ooh, Viviana, you, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or Alisa, I don't know if that's a good thing. Or I've never done that. Then if, if you're not around people who inspire you, who are positive, or even take the time, like Courtney said, to just be still and talk to God or just mm-hmm. like have affirmations or whatever it may be so that you could feel like, give. sometimes it's you that has to pump yourself up. Like, I'm going to do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to get it done and it's going to work. And if it doesn't, I'm still going to be okay. But being able to do that, because I find a lot of the times with the people that live a life of always being a victim, in regardless of what it is, because some people are truly victims with things that have been done to them, but you can still choose to step out and do something about it. But the people that do that, they surround themselves with people that are negative. And even studies show that you just need one negative person to interact with in a day for them to turn your day around and be miserable. One person, you could be having a wonderful day and you have one negative person come into your life just that one day, have that conversation and they could just make your, the rest of your day go to crap. (laughs) So it's so critical to be intentional about those moments, being intentional about that, whatever makes you feel good. For some is exercise. I got to do that too. Like this whole week, I've been so busy with work all different hours that I haven't been able to. This morning I was like, that's it. That's it. Go for a walk. You need to be positive. (laughs) The word that shouts out to me is boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I just had this long, awesome discussion with my aunt about what it means to keep, maintain boundaries with ourselves. And um, actually printed something out and I put it on my fridge. And it's, if you read it, there's, there's small, small rules, if you want to call them that, that you can set for yourself. But it's really like about like protecting your peace and like showing up for yourself and just how you were like, go for the walk. (laughs) Really like (laughs) get your butt up and just start moving um, is so huge. And I feel like it's like full circle moment. Like all of that really feeds into my strengths. I think it feeds into all of our strengths. And then like, I don't know about if you feel this way, but when you really get your momentum going, then you're really excited to have those type of conversations with other people. Boundaries also looks like, how are you allowing yourself to be happy every day? If it means you want to Postmate Chipotle because you had a long day and you worked hard for it, get it, girl. Like, you don't have to deny yourself. A little literal excerpt of our conversation. It's true. And it's like you. we shouldn't deny ourselves of 
the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us peace, the things that even if we don't feel like doing it, it's going to make your day better, get your mind in the right place and like make you stronger, you know? Thank you for sharing that because I truly believe when you nurture yourself, you can then maximize your talents and those gifts that you have. Because that gift that you have, that's mm-hmm. special, right? To be able to walk past fear, not everyone can do it, which means there are a lot of people out there, no pressure, depending on the fact that you can still walk past fear. So there are so many people that are looking to learn from you. There are so many things that you still have to accomplish in this world because there's other people who are still a little bit behind. And the more that you nurture yourself and the more that you have those boundaries, you can continue to move forward and open those doors, break down those doors, do whatever it is that you have to do for the rest of the people, right? Because at the end of the day, if that's your gift, nurture and take care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, if your body is not taken care of and you're non-existence, then your gifts are just going to perish. And you can't live the heifer life <laughs> no. without that. <laughs> can't live the heifer life. It's so critical. And, yeah. and the point that I wanted to make with that is nurture your strengths, right? The more that you do that, the better you get at it. So, Alisa, no more spam mail for you. Um, I'm hoping this can, you guys can be my accountability group so I stop looking at those stupid emails first thing in the morning. Nourish your strengths. Get on all the stuff that you're doing and take away those things that don't nourish it, like spam mail. Well, as we close up... Um, Viviana, is there anything just as you've talked and heard us talk, any like aha moments or like takeaways that you have from this conversation that you would think that you find valuable for our listeners as well? Right now, when I was listening to Dr. Madadi speak, I it really resonated with me when she said, nurture your strengths. A lot of the times we focus on maximizing our strengths but not necessarily nurturing. And that really resonated with me. And I don't think that's something I do enough. And I think we could all benefit from it, right? We have to root for ourselves because if we're not rooting for ourselves, who else is gonna do it? And why do we expect others to do it, right? If we're not rooting for ourselves and rooting for others as well. Want more advice on how to break the rules and outsmart the game to advance your career? Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and our website, whatrulespodcast.com for more insight from our guests and hosts and join our community on LinkedIn where we discuss rule-breaking strategies for multicultural women. What Rules is a project of Zara Consulting and is supported by the amazing team at Stories Bureau. This episode was produced by Alexandra Uresta with editing and music supervision by Joshua Ramsey and was engineered and mixed by Mathar DeLeon. Our podcast cover was designed by DeLeon Creative. Visit whatrulespodcast.com for more info, upcoming events, and all episodes of What Rules, including video, and make sure to give us a follow.